Thank you for tuning in. The year is now 2021, and you're listening to the Playboy Next Door podcast. Okay, so all commonalities or commonalities, commonalities, you know, all of that aside, just to hop into things, you know, I didn't want it to be a cliche episode where I'm doing the 2020 recap. You know, we all know what happened. It was a pretty shitty year for a lot of people. Even though, I ain't gonna lie, in the first half, I... When I cause it was crazy, I was actually working at Walmart at the time. That's kind of how I do my timeline. So, literally, like I say, it was somewhere between March second. Yeah, actually, it was March second or March third. You know, I'm working, chilling, and of course, you know, I get fired because of attendance. I suck at showing up places. I don't want to be. And you know, I'm like, oh, okay. It was what it was, you know, no mention of a lockdown, COVID. I want to say, you know, we talked about COVID, but it wasn't like where it was yet. And, you know, mind you, a day later, it was crazy. My coworker told me, like, you know, they were being lenient on attendance points. So I pretty much lost my job the day before they started wanting to show grace to niggas. So. It was ironic, but it was funny. But that was around March 3rd, I think. And, you know, I want to say right after that day or not even a week after they started doing, like, the temperature checks for the workers. And I was just like, wow, this shit, this came down. And the thing is, you know, when it all first started, everyone was like, oh, we're – uh." y'all stay in or whatever, do all this so we can go outside. And I was looking at shit like, go outside? Nigga, y'all gonna be in here all year. Because people, it's like people didn't realize we are Americans. Americans don't do shit, even when they're supposed to. So it was like, y'all are, y'all are really praying and hoping that Americans uh, as a whole will get shit together within two months. It, that's the thing. Like when it when I heard the news and I saw how everything was going in March, I was like, "Hey," and I kept saying, "I was like, hey, it's gonna be a y'all got to be prepared to be in the house all year because you got to realize when you fucking with Americans, shit is gonna take forever because you gonna have that sect of people that just want to drag ass, that just want to go against the grain just cause, and you have to deal with that. Like even though you want to get shit done quicker, you have to account for these type of people and look at what's happening now." We're almost a year into this shit. It's pretty fucking pathetic and it's pretty sad. But I don't want to reflect on that too heavy. So let me see what I got here for this little 2020 recap. Of course, you know, the turn of events, I feel like where everything started. I think a lot of people can attest to that was definitely around Kobe Bryant's death. Because, you know, we, of course, celebrities and these public figures, they're all human. Of course, they're going to you know, expire someday, but it's just, I I think the way it happened and the shift of how a lot of the year was going didn't really make it better. I mean, that's, I mean, that was definitely one of them deaths where you'll remember where you was. Cause I do remember where I was. I literally just got off work and I was going to chill at my friend's house and we see that shit. And like, you know, literally for a moment, you think stuff like that is so like, oh no, this is fake, blah, blah, blah. Then, you know, he just started sinking in like, wow, this shit really, this shit really just happened. And of course, you know, it's still a little surreal, but, you know, of course we have to mourn and move on. Although, in my personal opinion, I really am surprised at how fast people, you know, it's still, of course, like a thing on everybody's hearts, but it's just like... I think with the shit that happened in 2020, you kind of had no choice but to move on as quick as we did. And then the thing with Pop Smoke, and the way that happened, like with social media, it's kind of telling of how crucial this shit is and how dangerous it is at the same time. Like, it's really a double-edged sword. It's kind of saddening how that happened. Fuck, I just, shit like that makes me see why a lot of celebrities move how they move. Because people are literally just waiting, waiting at a chance to take you out. Um, and then, it's, it's, see, just talking about this that year is just so... 
fucking crazy because I can't, you know, yeah, some the year was better for others and worse for others than some, but no one can sit here and say that COVID did not affect them in any type of way. So that was a pretty fucked up year. And then the one thing that kind of, well, I want to say one thing, the topic of the one person, Trump, of course, like the entire party, you know, you had the entire party believing for one, it wasn't a real thing. Not only did you say it wasn't a real thing, you go on to catch the non real thing. And then <laughs> the, <laughs> ah, this was so funny about this whole thing. You literally see all of the Republicans and conservatives that denied it, getting this shot first and quarantining. And it's like, yeah, they got it, but I, I don't know. I kind of want something. I want and I told you so moment and they kind of need to give it to us. Like you literally sat up here and bullshitted, but you finna you finna tell people some shit isn't real, then go get a shot for it. What are you doing? Your ass should have just stayed infected with the not non-real virus and saw what happened. That's kind of why I'm just um <sighs> but you know. And good news, his reign is kind of over. Even though Trump is like a troll to me, I can't. It's hard to take him seriously. You know, it's definitely his supporters that give him more life. Because really, Trump is Trump could be fucking playing golf and he tweets some wild ass shit and set the country on fire. Like the man be chilling. Because the thing is, Republicans know and conservatives know. You know, a lot of their followers and supporters are not in the 1%. Hell, a lot of them not in the 1%, but with them vying to be a part of that through like manipulation and greed and all of that, they don't really care who they fuck over after a while because the funny thing about Republicans and conservatives, they don't even play for the same team and they don't even realize that. Like, Why are poor Trump supporters and rich Trump supporters literally teaming up? It's almost pathetic because you look at it and it's like, you know... You know the poor rednecks are getting fucked over, but they so racist and evil and prejudiced and biased. You don't even give a fuck. It's like, hey, that's on you. If you want to listen to Tommy Lauren and Candace Owens and Mike Pence and then what's the one name? They, they literally stripped this man of everything. Alex Jones. Oh, my God. Alex Jones. And then what's the other one? Mark Dice. Matt, oh, my God. These literally look like fucking anti-social school shooter as people it's it's asinine the way they articulate themselves and the thing is what really kills me with a lot of the republican party is just the the denseness of those people because they they act like you're infringing upon their rights because you want to be progressive you know mind you i'm pretty traditional and progressive you know i say mixed in one but i'm definitely leaning more progressive because the thing is we have to understand things are going to change sometimes sadly for the worse but there are ways to prevent things but a lot i wouldn't even really say things change for the better because honestly when things change there's going to be a good and a bad to both and it's kind of you have to out see which one outweighs the other and a lot of Republicans, no one wants to say it, but it's just those people are regressive as hell because they enjoyed the times how they were when they were on top and benefiting from a lot of shit. That's because people say this shit isn't racial when it it's extremely racial, extremely. A white conservative is never going to understand me. And that's the thing with all of those Trump supporters, you know. As a black Trump supporter, how can you literally align yourself? You know, have your views, think how you want to think, blah, blah, blah. But how can you go to a Trump rally and be around dozens of people, say this shit isn't racial, but at the end of the day, these people will never understand your experience as a black person in America. They'll never understand your culture. They'll never be able to, you know, you'll never be able to vent to them about anything going on and have them actually understand what the hell you're saying. And it's like, it's pretty much that thing of, 
you're pretty much telling yourself you're blinding yourself almost from a reality and it's almost like for what because you hate the things a few lgbt people are doing or black lives matter people are doing. like you're really gonna do that you're gonna take away all sense of yourself to align with the people who at the end of the day once you give trump that vote the second you say anything critical of him you're just another hard r so it's like why are you feeding into that but i digress because i can't tell anyone how to think and i won't but you know 2020 was shit the people only got 1200 and then they're still fighting over if they're well no they did get them to 600 thankfully but the fact that that was even a debate is kind of pathetic in itself but now i guess with things the way they are now people can pretty much look forward to some hope maybe you know 2000 coming who knows we'll see so with that being said i think i'm gonna just jump right into 2021 and what's crazy is this whole episode was really gonna be a 2020 recap but i just decided no so much shit was happening so quick i'm like uh I'm not even going to tell you the original schedule I plan to do this on, but I'm like, eh, are they going to want to wait so-and-so to hear this? I'm just like, nah, that's too damn far to talk about shit that happened in the first week. So I said, fuck it. It may be a few things regarding, like, you know, the last week of the, well, not even last week, last few weeks, because I'm going to talk about a few pop culture things, too, before I get into, you know, the the main thing, because coming back to Trump, it's not even, well, it is about Trump. I'm going to touch on the Capitol Hill riots, of course, like most people are doing. And that was a lot. I will say that was a lot. But before I get heavy, I guess we can talk on some light stuff. I have some pop culture moments I want to talk about. Um, When it comes to 2020, I'll say musically. No one's going to say they didn't hear a Meg the Stallion song. And honestly, the thing about Meg is, I won't, you know, I won't lie. And a lot of my friends will attest to that. You know, when I first heard her, I say 2017, you know, she had to cipher a video going viral on YouTube like every other week and shit. And I'm like, okay, she coming. And I think, and this is honestly how I end up finding all my, or fucking with my favorite artists. It's like, it's always the people I sleep on. And it's like, I hate it, but I'm starting to like it because I'm like, damn, it gives me something to look forward to. Because low-key, at first, I'm like, eh, Cypher was like hot as fuck. But then after her solo music, I'm like, okay, you know. But the thing is, that's, it's natural. Just looking back at it, it's like, you have to grow. Because even me doing music or while I make bitch shit, I'll get there one day, maybe. <laughs> she was like, she was growing. And I'm like, hey, you know, she having fun, but it's not for me. She she had Tina Snow out. She had Fever out. And I think it took me up until, because I saw her 2017 on, you know, like I said, social media. It took me up until, I say 2019, like, yeah, definitely August, because I was in Atlanta 2019, like February to, yeah, February to August, I think. And up there, I remember, I think Fever was her latest shit. And I was like, uh, it's cool. You know, I, you know, like I said, the female rappers, they do their thing. The the sex thing. Because, you know, mind you, I don't even listen to a whole lot of niggas that do the sex shit. Because they just get kind of played. It's just you have to entertain me when you're just doing sex. It's like, that's kind of why I started gravitating to Nikki a lot growing up because she was a female rapper that did sex raps but she like nikki could tell you 250 ways she could play with her clip but they all gonna be different and they all gonna slap and that's why this shit is so fucking amazing because a lot of rappers in general cannot do that they'll literally give you the same shit over and over and over and over and over but it's like nah but even megan i had to well her being up and coming it's like Especially now in social media, now you have to have a brand, you have to have a niche. So her doubling down on that is kind of why I give her her thing. And then too with the 
with the Carl Crawford shit, a lot of people do not realize this woman is literally in a fucked up deal. So honestly, I had to take a step back and I'm like, okay, maybe she's not really doubling down on her artistry because she wants to she wants to not do her best shit yet. So you know that brings into I guess I'll touch on it. WAP, of course. I say WAP and Savage. Well, Sugar, the EP, kind of what kicked off Meg's like stellar year because you know she went in like, oh, everyone saw the deal and the shit going on. They're like, damn, is Meg even gonna drop music anymore? And then she kind of she had her back in the wall and she put that out. Sugar definitely big top three for me is definitely a uh, Savage, of course. And I love Beyonce. I love fucking Beyonce. But the thing, and I hate that because I feel like it's weird. <laughs> when I be wanting Beyonce remixes, I want like a three or a two, three minute section of just Beyonce. Because the thing is, I feel like Beyonce just gracing people tracks. It don't never really be enough for me. It's like straight. But I'm like, eh. Beyonce, like, ugh. Beyonce is not really a let me touch your shit type of like Beyonce has to have low key a lead credit in like a whole section to herself. Like it has to be, cause you know with Beyonce, you're used to like the telephones, the video phones, the flawless and then feeling myself. That's what I'm used to. And Beyonce on Savage, just like, you know, she was like, Hey, let me just put on some little, put my little things on here and there. I'm like, okay, that's very cool. But Savage, the original, that's still my shit. But you know, I didn't got so, so caught up in the remix, I already know the shit. So, you know, that's that one. And then WAP. That's kind of where Megan really took off. And then, of course, you got to deal with the shooting shit on top of it. And that's, that's why 2020, take all the shit aside, 2020 and 2019 were probably some very tough years for me. Like losing your mom and grandma having to get shot by someone you fucked with, losing a friend. Like, I'm sure a lot of that shit was not easy. But, you know, she kind of came out on top. And then, you know, she ended up dropping her album. And that's the thing, too, with the, like, touching back on the Carl Crawford shit. You know, I don't think a lot of people don't be up on music or the industry to even really catch small stuff. Like, I don't care what nobody says. The way it was handled, like, literally, you're not going to tell me an artist that is so in love with an album and is so proud of a project. You know, this ain't nothing against Meg because a lot of songs on it were pretty decent. Like, I have, I'd say my top five, of course, What's New, um, What's New, Body, Cry Baby. What else? Let me just pull it up. So we have What's New, Crybaby, Body, Don't Stop. And it's always in between Savage Remix or Girls in the Hood. You know, I'm just going to have to say fucking give it to Savage Remix. But yeah, you know, she pretty much did her thing and showed up. But at the same time, you know, everyone was wanting to give this shit bad reviews. And mind you, I gave this shit. Well, I wouldn't. Mm, I was trolling. But my honest opinion, I was like, nah, this is this just isn't better than Tina Snow. And I think a lot of us can say that. That's why I'm looking at it like, eh, okay, maybe there's something else behind this. Because even following me, you know, you, we all saw like a lot of different snippets she had that was pretty hard. And it's like, okay, where are these at? So I had to take a look. And it's like the album was also released through 1501. So it kind of makes you think, okay, like, damn, was this to like satisfy a contract thing? So it kind of made me think, okay, like maybe she's still not putting out her best, best shit because she don't want this man to profit. So, you know, that's up in the air. But shout out to her. You know, she did a great project for a new artist. It, you know, it wasn't like the debut we all wanted from me, but it was what it was. I'm not saying she can't drop another, well, a good album. I ain't going to say it's bad because it's like <laughs> people associated it with like bad news. I'm like, hey, hey. all I will say is I said, what was the good news? But you know, fuck all that shit aside. I feel like, you know, when these talks happen, people take shit so damn personal and so 
to heart, not even just the artist, the stands. Because I feel like me, because I love all these artists at the end of the day, like the ones I really fuck with, if I listen to you consistently, I don't care if you have a bad project. Like, I'm still going to be here for your next one and your next one. Like, people have lives, shit happens, things change. So trying to hold someone to a standard every single time is like, people don't even do that in their daily lives. So that's bullshit. Let these artists fail and let them win. Shit is going to happen. So like I said, I think Megan will definitely have more hits in the future because it's like she she definitely stamped herself a hit maker pretty early. So I just I'm interested to see how it goes. And I want my my mutuals that dislike her to stop disliking her, because I feel like every time I start fucking with an artist, I used to not like everyone is like, yeah, we don't fuck with them no more. So I'm just like on the boat by myself. Well, yeah, you know, that was cool. It was what it was. But shout out Meg. And then next on my docket, you got Nikki. Nikki Minaj. So, you know, growing up on Nikki, it was always a Yeah, you know, you see the shit like, oh, Nikki wanna have kids, uh, uh you know, she'll have it when it's her time. And I love that. I love that she kind of manifested kids in her life. You know, it's honestly the the whole situation, you know, people want to bring up, you know, her husband. It's neither here nor there because I'm a person. I'm not going to speak on nothing until like 100% of the shit come out. And shit, it ain't even my business. But it's like, of course, you know, people, what I don't like, though, is people want to do these things to women, because regardless of how people feel about anything, what I've noticed just in society is if a woman is attached to a man that does fucked up shit, it's always the, okay, why, what, like, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? But the thing is, when a lot of these rap niggas do fucked up shit that people see on video, it's like, oh, when his next song coming out, though? And it's, it's just like, okay, so do y'all care about the shit these niggas do, or do y'all care about holding the women accountable? And it's kind of like a, like I said, it's a pretty touchy thing. So that is where it is. And then, you know, I guess the world will see what happens with that, however it happens. I wish her the best. I'm glad she has a son. I swear to God, like the boy has her face. Yes, genetics, but that is a, that boy has her literal face and he's so beautiful. I'm so happy for her. She got a documentary coming out. So I'm sure it'll probably be like a lot more content that we haven't seen. Honestly, if she put shit from like, even though I think that's a stretch or a reach, maybe if she put shit from like, I was going to say 2010, but if she throw in some like 2007 shit, even if it's like three minutes shit, I will be very satisfied because people don't realize Old Nikki shit, like 07, 09, that's like, that's where you really get to see Nikki's game plan, where she came from, where she started up on, like what she was trying to achieve. That's where you really get to know Nikki. Because I feel like a lot of people, if you came on 2010, Nikki, and after, you're not going to get it. Because even growing up, yeah, I heard like your love. I had, I had like the first album i got it off like our school share two drive for free and i'm like oh let me check this out i got that and thank me later you know good experiences i really it's fun fact i could not make it past track two because you know i would hear track one that's probably why i love i'm the best so much because i would play that song (laughs) but all the way to school when i would hear like the I think it was like, doo, doo, dun, 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 dun. like I heard the Romans revenge. I'm like, oh, hell no. What the fuck is this? Because, you know, I, I was on like some Christian shit. My parents raised me, you know, in the church. It wasn't like no strict church shit, but it was just like, oh, this shit sound demonic. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> so I never like made it through. So like I said, I didn't really know rap too often or too much until about, sadly, honestly, about 2015, 2016, because 2015, well, whenever the Down in the DM remix dropped, that's when I remember like my rap turning point. Because before that, the only rapper I really fucked with heavy, which is crazy, was ASAP Rocky. I love the pretty nigga rap shit. Like that was beautiful. It was very, it was done 
very well and very organized. And he was from, you know, New York. So I was like, I gravitate to a lot of New York rappers. They just have like a different swag about them. I love it. I'm always love my down south one, but it's, that's probably like the next ones to me. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. But when even before that, you know, I had like I said, the Pink Friday. I had uh, Romans Reloaded. Like I said, I was fucking with Nicki, but I wasn't really fucking with Nicki. And you'll see what I mean. When a Down in the DM remix dropped, I I was stunned because yeah, I heard shit. I heard looking ass. I heard all this stuff, but for some reason, that was the one where I'm like, bruh, this woman skated. I was like, oh shit. So after that, I was kind of like. I kind of caught my second win with Nikki, if that makes sense. Because this is the time when, you know, Spinrilla was hot. So I got Spinrilla and I went back and listened to the Playtime is Over, Sucker Free, and Beat Me Up Scotty. And I said, oh, goddamn. Like, goddamn. Because the thing is, these aren't like 10, 12 track studio albums. These, <laughs> this woman is going for like 18, 20 tracks straight. And she's literally just rapping. It's, and when I tell you, I went back and heard that shit and was so fucking amazed. I was like, this woman is really a rapper. And, you know, it made me really take a step back and re- like realize, okay, fuck. So 2010, even though 2010 to now, Nikki is still definitely rapping hard as fuck. Way harder than a lot of people. Nikki's worst is still better than a lot of people's best. So that's saying a lot. But the thing is, like, wow, this woman really get busy when she wants to. But after 09, you know, Nikki had her set sight on that money and that fame. And she literally shaped her career to get that and to obtain that. And that's kind of why her come up is so incredible, because she said, you know what? Niggas don't care if I can rap well or not, because at the end of the day, they still don't. It's all about people don't like to say it but stats money and all that shit matter because even like the reason you know it matters because even on twitter when a lot of these people bring up certain things or do certain things talk about certain stuff the biggest detractor they'll come to their stats like if a rapidly rap 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 ass niggas start saying some wild shit niggas are definitely and niggas don't fuck with it, they are definitely gonna pull them stats. Cause it's like people like to say shit don't matter. They want you to believe shit don't matter for the longest up until they don't fuck with you no more. Then then when they don't like you no more, it's like, oh, you ain't got this, you ain't got this, you ain't got this. It's like I right, see, that's why you know people like to say, oh, the commercial shit, blah blah blah. Nah, that commercial shit, I, I say it all the time. If Nikki ain't do songs like Super Bass and Starships. It wouldn't be no Cardis. It wouldn't be no Megans, no Dojas, no none of that shit. Hell, it'd barely be a Lil' Kim. Like, let's keep it a buck. Them disses kept Lil' Kim lights on. Them disses kept a lot of publications lights on. I know the Breakfast Club was pissed. Hell, fucking, that's probably why they made, um, not, well, the Breakfast Club too, but that's probably why, you know, I think it was, what, Hot 97? That's probably why they made Rosenberg ass apologize. You finna make us lose one of the biggest artists because you want to say some nut shit about starships? And you know Rosenberg being white, of course, looking back, like you shouldn't have been saying shit because this is a black woman. So he definitely got rightful lashings. But people like to look at them songs and, oh, she doing pop. I don't fuck with this. No one saw why she was doing pop. Yeah, she made money off that shit, but Nicki kept the lights on in the female rap conversation. Period. Like, people got to stop denying that woman or that shit. It's too far. It's too far gone at this point. She, you know, she's a legend. I think people definitely need to start taking that into account. She literally scored her first two number one records. What was it? 10 years into her career? The woman not only got one number one last year, she doubled down and got a second one. And she's about to drop new music and shit. So I'm sure she's probably going to get a third, maybe a fourth. So people don't realize Nikki, Nikki even still being like in existence in the conversation and making music is a testament to her legacy. 
Like her every day she's alive, she's breaking new ground. So her just being alive is a it's a new feat in itself. People need to kind of understand that. So, you know, all in all, people need to just stop the Nikki slander and even Drake, you know, that's another artist I'm getting into later. Even Drake slander is extremely played. Like, bro, these people are legends. Leave them alone. They're about, they're literally having kids. I'm like, yes, the debates were fun when we were in high school, but we're not there anymore. Can we stop? Can we just let them all be great in their own ways, you know? And I'm kind of just, I'm at that point. Like, fuck all the Drake slander. Fuck all the Nicki slander. Fuck all this slander. Like, I'm just going to enjoy their music while they're actually still making it. Because when these people are like, and they're deep in their 40s and 50s and not dropping shit no more, y'all gonna be like, oh, damn, I wish they would have did this. Or I wish I would have did this. Like, nah, listen to their shit now. Enjoy what you can. And just respect people who you grew up on. That's all it's getting to. Like, you don't need to keep doing all this. Oh, so and so is better. Blah blah. blah. So and so is this. These people are stamped. Nikki and Drake are stamped. These people not moving nowhere. They are pretty much industry titans. You say their name, it probably just sends shivers through a lot of these artists. That's why people want those features. They want that connect. So y'all got to start respecting that because y'all favorite artists respect that shit. But yeah, shout out Nikki, and then we'll get into Drake in a little bit. Um. 2020 was also the year of the babies. You got little baby and you got the baby. The shit with little baby. You know, I feel like this it's always a common thing with rappers and rapper girlfriends. Like at this point, bro, y'all need to let them people do their thing. Business, not business. It is what it is. You know, they're entertainment. These people are these people are looks, they're vibes. They have their real lives. So it's like people need to know when to when to connect and disconnect. Because at the end of the day, you don't know these people. These people are not your friends. They're not your family. So, you know, keep all that shit at a distance. But what is really sad, how the shit turned with Jada. Because Jada, she obviously just a low-key, chill girl that be minding her business, making her money. And then not really fucking with nobody. And that's kind of what makes the whole thing sad. Because the shit with Miss London and Tiana Trump. It was like, yeah, everybody can feel how they feel about Jada staying with Baby, but y'all don't know their relationship, for one. And then, two, Miss London being as messy as it was, that was its own thing. But for Tiana Trump to double down and jump in that shit, too, it was like, okay, damn, now these girls. Even though I feel like a lot of girls going to look at that shit and how it went for them and think, oh, I'm not doing that shit at all. Because it was like, the shit was corny. Like, y'all literally finna kick the girl while she's seemingly down, if she even gives a fuck. Like, what was the what was the point? Why would y'all do the girl like that? She was virtually pointless. You know, Lil Baby had one of the biggest years as an artist. So it's like, of course, even though one of them tweets, he was like, what that shit said? You know, the, the common theme of, you know, say my name, get some clout type shit. And, you know, he's not really lying because he's probably one of the biggest top five. I say top five rap artists of this year. I mean, 2020 was, in terms of new ones, definitely Megan, Lil Baby, Gunna, definitely Doja, and five, oh, I'll probably say definitely Roddy Rich. Yeah, definitely him. But yeah, you know, he had a pretty impeccable year, and for them to, you know, try to do all that shit towards the end, especially like around the holidays, like, God damn, y'all couldn't even let motherfuckers enjoy their holiday. Like, fuck. But, you know, I do on some real shit. I don't know the girl, but I hope Jade all right. I hope Baby doing straight. I hope they worked out however they got their shit working. And that's the thing. A lot of people don't. Open relationships are real people. These are things. No one knows these dynamics, but always, you know, just try to stay out of people's business and look from a distance. But yeah, shout out to them too. Um, the baby. What's crazy is I had the baby and Meg drafted for you know the episode I was gonna do. I don't say the time frame. I was literally gonna drop the first week of 2021 episode on the 22nd. And I'm like, nigga, that's too far. Don't do that shit. So I said, fuck it. And you know, we just jumped onto it now. People gonna feel how they feel about the baby radio hits. Shit, even though I be feeling the way, like, God damn, 
it's like radio has an abusive relationship with us and the baby's music. Cause you know, <laughs> his whole turn of events is hilarious. People fucked with him, but then they didn't. Even though I kind of went in that direction, hearing him on the radio is honestly, I'm not even gonna lie, it's pretty comforting considering how bad it used to be. So I'm I may feel away or have felt away, but I'm not entirely how I felt before. I'm like, okay, the baby's on the radio. I'm kind of his songs, repetitive as they may be, he's not a bad rapper. The boy can spit. You know, he's doing his thing. It's like a... I just feel like you kind of just... It's not something that's abhorrent enough. You have to complain about, like, bro, it's not that deep. You know, if you don't fuck with him, you don't fuck with him. But it's no need to, like, just hanker down on him and constantly because he gonna still draw music he gonna still make money for interscope shit it is what it is just you know fuck with some of the shit and the other shit you don't like just it is what it is but shout out the baby he had a pretty impeccable year he has like hits like honestly going up all types of places he had bop he had blind and shit and i know he got some more i can't distinguish them but they up there somewhere so shout out to that man I'm proud, and it is sad about his brother. You know, it's always sad when you lose, like, a family member. That's why I say him and Megan have been having it hard when it comes to that shit. But, you know, they still going, so I'm proud of them. And then, you know, the other day, this is why I drafted them, because they had that shit with Tory Lane. I mean, yeah, Tory Lanez. And, you know, Meg hopped on there. To clear the shit about, I guess, them having a supposed feature that didn't get clear. And it's funny because, of course, people made the Asian doll comparisons. But let's be honest. If if you, as an artist, have been asked by another artist to be on a song and you did not make the final cut, what is probably going to happen if you end up playing yours? Like, there's just going to be chaos <laughs> i'm sorry like regardless of how the shit played out if you even if the city girls made the final draft and you playing your shit on live and if y'all already not too cool what in the hell did you think was gonna happen like wh- where was that gonna go it was all, even if you didn't say nothing yourself it was gonna be stands putting the shit up which was gonna cause tension and that'd be the thing with asian she'd be trying to fight everybody to you know, JT said came out of left field, may have, even though we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. It's just like shit was wild. But the whole fight and everything, because, you know, she fought badly. She fought Rico Nasty. And the thing is, I fuck with two, three Asian songs. The girl's not this bad. But the thing is, she she wants to be seen a lot. She wants to be seen. And the thing is, a lot of times that's that comes from a hurt place. And it's nothing wrong with that. But I think... That just on some real shit. Like, if she wants to go farther, she has to stop getting into this drama, regardless of how it comes by, even if justified or not. Because after a while, that's the thing, you know, bars, yeah, like, a lot defending, but it's like, a lot not streaming, and a lot don't want her to collab with Nikki. Like, let's be real, you know, I'm low-key a barb, too, but let's... <sighs> like I said, I ain't saying Asian not five, but we all don't want that collab for a reason it, it's not necessary it's not really needed asian got a lot of groundwork she got to do within her own stuff to really put her name up there because the thing is asian don't want it and i'm sure her fans don't want it either you don't want to just be synonymous with fighting when you got so much potential so you know there was that hopefully things come together and then some other shit, you know, of course, the, oh, fuck, and it, it was wild, because Young Thug made, he really made me a stand with so much fun, I don't care what nobody says, that was an impeccable ass album, it was beautiful, why do people try to, <laughs> man, sorry about that, but so much fun was pretty beautiful, and 
I think he really the traction for just Thug in general picked back up, of course, when he made the Andre 3K comments and then the Jay-Z comments. What is it like? Obviously, bro, Young Thug feels ways. And that's the thing. I'm not going to tell this man how to feel. That's a grown-ass man. Y'all be trying to gate. That's the thing about gatekeeping. You literally, Young Thug is a prominent hip-hop artist, regardless of if anyone wants to admit it or not. You know, he's kind of a goat in his own right because he's definitely influencing. He influenced a lot of the tens. So Young Thug is definitely, in short, a legend. He's going to be a legend. So, you know, argue me down on that if you want to, but it was what it was. So, you know, him saying how you, how you felt about, you know, Andre and then the shit about Jay-Z. I'm sorry, Jay-Z shit was funny to me. You know, it is. I feel like people don't take time to understand semantics. What Young Thug was probably getting at was Jay-Z is definitely a lyrical rapper. He has he definitely has 30 hits. Yes, we know this. But, and because of the times, too. Yes, Jay-Z, they'll both get the respective amount of crowd appeal, depending on who their demographic is in that crowd. Because, yes, if you have, like, a lot of 30s and 40s in a Jay-Z crowd, yeah, they're going to be, like, hyping that bitch dancing. And when you have, like, a lot of teens and 20s at a Young Thug concert, yeah, we're going to be in that bitch, like, live as fuck. I probably, I don't know all Jay-Z shit, but I still be live in his. But I think that's the point he was getting at. Right, wrong, however you feel about it. I feel like he, Thug wasn't entirely wrong. I think it may have came across a certain way. Now, I don't even feel like he really meant, he wasn't even really taking nothing away from whole, but... I think Thug is just going to feel how he feel about certain shit. And I think unless people are actually ready to do some type of introspective sit down, I don't think it should be like think pieces make it off of like one, two minute clips of conversation. You know, it's not, it's neither here nor there because Thug going to always be a legend. Jay-Z going to always be a legend. Andre going to always be a legend. So it's like, okay, what, what's there to really fight? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, even the shit with Nicki and Drake, why are we still debating these people? These are stamped artists. We don't need to debate where they place that anymore. They're all up there. So, fuck all that. So, yeah. Love Young Thug. Love Hove. Love 3K. Speaking of Hove. Hove and Bay Hive would kill me. Because I don't care. For the longest, I be saying Bay. I be saying, I be saying Bayhive, Bay. I don't ever say Beehive, even though of course it is Beehive. But if I see B E Y, I'm saying Bay off top. Hive don't have to smite me for that, but that's just what comes to mind. She made a little. What was it? I forgot the song that was playing. Was it Savage Remix? Yeah, I think. Um, Beyonce has an amazing body. You know, she did a lot. To get it back, if you watch the homecoming special, it's crazy. That woman's work ethic is insane, to say the least. But that was a blessing. Anything from Beyonce is almost a blessing at this point. I hope she don't retire like too soon. But I love Beyonce too. Um, will there be a Rihanna? <laughs> I was about to say a Rianti. Because I literally have Rihanna Fenty album. Like, nah, people are waiting on the Fenty album. And that's the thing. People got to realize these two women, especially, are not on y'all time clocks no more. Fans are not. That's why I'm like, okay, the album jokes was cool, like, 2018, 2019. But it's literally 2020 and 2021. When it dropped, it dropped. Y'all act like, I don't know. I'm not even, like, a big stand, even though I love her music. I probably will after this next album because Anti pretty much got me there. But, bro, Rihanna's going to drop an album. Y'all keep doing all that nut-ass shit like it's going to make her drop quicker. Rihanna ain't feeling no damn pressure from no fans because literally Rihanna and Beyonce are at places where they can drop whatever and y'all going to buy the shit. Like, these women know the weight they hold, so stop trying to bully and pressure them into new shit because people forget these women are artists. They're not... People hate the commercial aspect of music and where it's gotten, but y'all still unknowingly put these ideologies onto these artists. Because the fuck? So what? If she don't want to drop 
like every two years or every so and so year. That's the whole point of music. You drop when you want to, tour when you want to, you know. So I'm excited to see when it happens, what she's gonna do. I really hope it's a reggae album. Of course it'll be other shit. But I think Rihanna could definitely make the best reggae album of all time. So I'm definitely kind of perched to see that. But um You know, and of course I have Drake on my list. That's funny, considering they had a fling. But uh, yeah, I kind of love how Drake's been dominating because it's, it's kind of hard to wrap my head around his last hits. Um, Life is good. Fuck. Laugh now, cry later, I believe. And then just taking back a few years, like he had the nice for what? He had um fucking uh was it Tootsie Slide? Yeah, let me look at it here. Tootsie Slide. F- fucking. Uh, I mean, yeah, pop star. People love pop star. Well, I ain't gonna say people because it's grown on me. I love. I just love Drake. I'm starting to love Drake for real. It's like a he's a goat. But yeah, let me see his little shit here. Yeah, life is good. Oh my God, no guidance, Mister Right Now, Chicago Freestyle. Drake kind of been on a roll, and Drake that's well, I ain't even gonna say been on a roll. Drake kind of never stopped or let up since twenty ten, if we being honest. Hell, two thousand nine, because so far gone was and still is one of the best mixtapes of all time. Like that's how you come in on some. Well, that's the thing, because I feel like Drake was already used to stardom. He he ain't have no issue getting back into that commercial vibe. So I'm glad it worked for him. I really can't wait to see what he does next on this next album. People had their discrepancies about Scorpion, but hey, it was what it was. Drake's a legend. And I'm sure he'll drop, you know, more classic bodies of work. People just got to let the man make his money and do his thing. Because a lot of these artists have different agendas and business plans, so we can't really put personal shit before that. So just let them rock and see what happens. I doubt they'll let the music, you know, fall off and slack to, like, a very harsh degree. So I say just chill out when it comes to Drake and just give him some time. So shout out Drake, too. And another artist, because this is, like, my first episode of 2021, it'll look hilarious to go back and listen to the first one I did about Doja because, you know, that was when, you know, all this shit was supposedly leaking about her because it was crazy. I had a fucking Doja Cybersex slowed and reverb track on my YouTube. My highest viewed one, I deleted it after all this shit because I was so, oh, I can't believe this shit, blah, blah, blah. But, like, now it's, like, at a thing where who even really knows the validity of a lot of shit that happened the girl could have changed. Um, another episode. People don't. People really sleep on the identity issues a lot of. A lot of biracial kids face. So even if that shit was valid, no one was thinking about stuff like that. Like, okay, maybe Doja's more connected to her white side or feels more in tune with her white side over certain stuff because A, B, and C. It was just like, oh. She in a racial chat room showing feet. Of course, that was like the tweet. It got kind of corny after a while, so I even started like, damn, y'all doing too much. But now, what no one can take away from Doja is that girl is talented. She makes very, very good music. It flows. She has a beautiful voice. She, she loves... <laughs> She can spit with the best of them. I'm sorry. I feel like, man, I feel like everyone knows me, so I'm not really one to shy away from controversial takes. But being honest, because I say the same thing about Meg, I I will definitely say Doja and Meg are definitely going to be top five or, you know, poor people don't demote them to top 10. So I'll put that in there too. Top 10 female rappers of all time. I don't even want to say 10 because the impact Doja 
and Megan have had, like, in such a short amount of time, I'm sorry. Like, you don't really see it that often. And then take impact off. The music is there, too. The shit really be hitting. So I don't, I don't care what nobody say. I feel like they up there because I feel like top – a realistic top five, and I don't, I don't really care who disagree or, you know, agree, whatever. Definitely got to be Nikki, Meg, Doja. You know, just for nostalgia's sake, I'll definitely put in like Lil Kim and Missy, because those are probably the two next biggest women. And you know, they're all oh, you know. That's the thing. That's why the shit's fun. Like the hip hop beefs are fun, but they're not really serious. Because at the end of the day, Lil Kim is always gonna be Lil Kim. Missy always gonna be Missy. All corny beef, whatever aside, these women are still gonna be hailed as great. So that's why I'm like, y'all take this shit too deep. It's not as deep as people make it. Like let that shit go everyone's going to be okay. I think the people that are talking need to worry about solidifying themselves. You know, even me, like in a lot of my creative shit, solidifying yourself is going to have to be the main goal because these people are stamped. They're good. They don't need any more. It's sad when they think they do. They don't need any more praise. Well, not like that. They don't need praise to actually be somewhere like a lot of these people are stamps you know hate or praise they're good they don't rely on anyone to make it anymore so i just think you know we should really start honing in on our legends because they're getting older and you know we're gonna start losing them sadly within a matter of like 10 20 years not like and it's pretty short i ain't gonna do them like that but all I'm saying is this shit ain't forever. So just enjoy it while we can. And that was pretty much all for my pop culture segment. I'll definitely touch on more as the episodes come because they'll be more frequent. But now I'm going to get into the, the real shit. The Capitol Hill riot. Mm. You know, this was definitely a direct result of something. Well, the unthinkable happening with the Senate turning blue. It left a lot of Republicans fucked up, obviously, to where a lot of Trump supporters decided they were going to rush Capitol Hill. And, you know, we all saw like a lot of specs. We saw the news. We saw the the events that started happening and what a lot of black people pretty much got into that made shit very like it was the shit was comical to us because this is nothing new like like they they were allowed to do this that's why it's not like a Oh my God, they did that. Nigga, yes. Because white people can do what the fuck they want to do in America at all times and not have to worry about shit. Bro, black people have to be on edge just to go to the damn grocery store sometimes. The, like, there, there's a picture of a man sitting at the desk of a senator with his feet kicked up. Like, like I said, that's not indicative of how race plays a role in america i don't know what the fuck will there is not a black man who will make it out the capitol hill building alive that will be able to have a picture of his feet propped up on someone's desk even if the man made it out alive he's doing life in somebody's prison that is because that's the thing you know the media minces words when it comes to white people because a lot of media is white run that's the the plain fact because black people, black people not the ones holding their tongue. So it's like, you know, when I see people like, oh, why aren't they saying this? Why aren't they saying this? Because they don't want to. Because that's their team. Like, literally, there were cops taking pictures and selfies with some of these motherfuckers. Because that's the thing. People, that's why I say they were allowed to do this. Because a lot of these people, yeah, they was having them struggles. You know, the girl got shot and died. <laughs> I'm sorry. That shit ain't funny, but it is. They talk about, they want that bitch talking about say her name. We ain't saying shit. What it is, Robert, Roberta, Ashley Babbitt. Like, bitch, man. 
you want us to say the name of a bitch that broke into damn Capitol Hill offices and rightfully got shot? Like, you want us to say the name of a person that rightfully got shot? But when we was talking about this shit months, and that's that's literally another thing. Y'all hate BLM so much, but y'all are using BLM rhetoric. Say her name. The fact that you even saying that shit out your mouth is just disrespectful in itself. Because are you serious? I don't even know the girl name fully. So I'm damn near not going to say it. And it's... It was pretty, um, of course, you know, it's a, it's a triggering thing to see anyone get shot, but just watching the video, it's like, was I supposed to feel bad for baby? Because cause I don't, I don't feel bad for no white person that was in that bitch. Because the thing is, Trump supporters already felt entitled enough. So if one of them getting taken down was what it took to like get that party some humility i mean hey and not even that like they literally broke the law it's not like this is no oh they went and found her and fucked her up on the street (laughs) or like she wasn't bothering nobody baby you ran inside the capitol hill building you you broke into the capitol hill building are we supposed to say your name? For, what's the stance? What is the... Where is the innocence? And this is... That's why this whole thing is extremely comical coming from a black person's point of view. Because it's like... In these moments, like I even tweeted about it, this shit kills the entire argument of all lives matter and blue lives matter because them cops not airing that shit out show that y'all lives already matter you think if a hundred muslims or a hundred black people or a hundred asian people or a hundred anybody that's not white people was planning on bum rushing the capitol hill the thing is if that shit even started proud boys fucking whoever else Trump supporters, they would have came to stop us before the cops even got a chance to. They're like, oh, you you think you finna fuck up America? Not on, hell no, not on my watch type shit. What's the nigga name? Uh, Kyle, Kyle Rittenhouse. Man, it would have been thick as fuck with that shit. That would have been a civil war. That would have been a real civil war. This shit here with some angry ass Trump supporters throwing a tantrum today, that's literally all it is. This shit was literally a family squabble. They on the same damn side at the end of the day. That wasn't no... Because if you look, any other time, thugs and all these other buzzwords are very prevalent. But it's like, no, everyone who's there needs to just stop the violence now. You know, this is how Trump talks. He has his hand out. He purses his lips. His toupee is halfway off. It's just like, a, you know, we can't do that. We won't do that. You know, this is not what we stand for. Oh, no. Pinky up. I'm Donald Trump. Like, this type shit. And it's... Wow. It's pretty... I won't even say insulting anymore. Because this is, like, not some shit that we didn't see coming. But it was very... It's very telling. I'll say that. I don't want to spend all day talking about it. So I'm pretty much going to wrap up around there. But I feel like because it was it wasn't light at all, but because it kind of wrapped up in a way that made everyone look at the world differently. Because that's the thing. This is going to be something we can never forget solely because of how it played out. If Biden, regardless if if he hired black people on the social media team or not, can see that that shit would have happened differently with Black Lives Matter protesters than everyone else does. And that's why I say racist, they be gaslighting us when they say a lot of the shit we mad about is bullshit. So that's why I say fuck them people. 
Don't take that shit seriously. Fuck the Trump supporters that died or got hurt. What the hell ever. You know, that was what it was. Next time, you know, you'll be smarter or you'll actually just sit the fuck back and not do shit. But other than that, you know, stay up. It's been good. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed the Playboy Next Door podcast. If you want to keep up with me, you can follow me at my socials, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, all at Hollywood Hefner. Thank you, and I hope you enjoyed it.